Praise the Lord. Amen. The name of Jesus, how wonderful it is to have him and to call upon him. You know, I was uh, playing basketball with my friends, and one of the guys, uh, he hadn't accepted the Lord yet, so I led him to the Lord before everybody got there. And so my other friend who doesn't know Jesus, and I told him, hey, yeah, uh, my friend, he just accepted the Lord, accepted Jesus. He goes, well, where did he find him? You know, <laughs> it's kind of, kind of an interesting question. Is, and I said, in his heart, he came and ministered to his heart. Amen. So we want to, uh, this is our second part, interviewing some, uh, uh, one of our young adults that's moving on. The Bible says, what, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And uh, so we have a picture of this uh, person right here uh, who... I asked this last week. Do you know, you remember who this person is? Angel baby. Yes. He's always had it, wholly coincidentally, he's always had it in his heart to be a fireman, right? And then he has this picture and he has it in his bedroom and he keeps showing it. And every time he hears a fire truck, he wants to go and, and, <laughs> and follow it and do his job. Amen. So, but we're going to come up and interview him right now. Praise the Lord. Now, Angel, he used to go to this church 10 years ago, but then he moved away and he came back. And then a new church was here, which is us, New Heart Foursquare Church, and he fit in just perfectly well. He played the angel in our Christmas play. He's <laughs> helped out around the church, helping me and anybody else that needs help, he's there to help. So, uh, sir, um, I understand you're going into the Navy. Yes, I am. Yep. Let me see if this is on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Navy bound? Navy bound, yeah. Was that your first choice? No, Air Force was the first choice. And what, what happened? Uh, they denied me because I got flat feet. No, brother. So, it's weird, but yeah. <laughs> I've seen you run down the court. You don't have flat feet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you, if you can run down the court, you can run down. I think uh, I run faster, yeah. Yeah, maybe. exactly. <laughs> but they denied you. Were, were you disappointed? Yeah, I was. When I found out uh, I was denied, I just didn't want to join the military anymore. Yeah, so, but then what happened? Um, well, they, the Air Force recruiter told me that the Navy will take me uh, with, with my flat feet, so <laughs> I was like, all right. And I gave it some days, and uh, I felt like the Lord told me to just do it because I was just, like, lost, you know. I didn't know what to do. Um, so I asked the Lord, and uh, I was driving on the way to church, and there was a car, and right when I was praying, um, I felt like a strong presence of the Lord, and I saw a Navy hat in the passenger seat. So I was like, all right. And I was like, and it's, yeah, so I was like, all right. And I was like, thinking about it, I'm like, oh, no. I just said I'm not going to join the military. Now I saw that, and I gave it a few days, and I just called the Navy recruiter, and we started the process, yeah. So, so um... Again, the steps of a good man are ordered. So I know we prayed the night before that they would put you in the right uh, position. So how did that go when you went to uh, enlist? Uh, went good. Everything worked out like perfect. It took a long time to process, but um, yeah, it worked. So out you're going to be a, a corpsman, is that right? A corpsman, yeah. yeah. Now you told me you didn't really qualify to be a no. corpsman. <laughs> so there's a there's a test you take uh, in the military called ASVAB, and um, I scored like ten points below for the corpsman, but because they need corpsmen, um, they um, sent out a waiver for me to get the job, and yeah, I got the job. Yeah. 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 
Now, they call it a waiver, we call it favor. Yes. Because, <laughs> because your desire was to be a fireman, and this will line you up taking EMT courses yes, so that you'll have that under your belt. Right. And so when do, you, when do you shove off? So I leave August 29th to uh -huh. Chicago. For how long? For two months, and then after that, I go to Houston for schooling for five months. Wow. Yeah. So you're going to be well-equipped, yeah. trained, and yeah. ready to go. Amen? Yep. So let's, uh, let's stretch our hands out to him and let's pray over him. Father, we just thank you for Angel. I thank you that you're ordering his steps, that you're guiding him and leading him in the calling that you've put into his heart. So, Father, we ask you to just give him strength and ability and knowledge and wisdom to do the things that you've called him to do. Be with him, Lord God, and protect him in all that he does. And we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it in Jesus' name. And all agreed said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we're going to miss Angel, that's for sure. But we told him to uh, let us... Uh... We had the children and the nursery come out to see and witness that God has a plan for you, and he'll get you to where you're supposed to be. Praise the Lord. Even though sometimes it looks kind of foggy, maybe time he has to redirect you, but he'll get you to the place where you're supposed to be. I'm reminded of... Um, uh, Samson, every time he went by the armies when he was young, this, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord stirred him up. So he knew he was supposed to be a warrior for the Lord. And so uh, Angel, every time he hears a fire truck, he gets stirred up. And so after he gets, uh, comes back out, if you, if you hear a fire truck, look and see. He might be driving it. We don't know. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so let's bow our heads and let's pray for today's message. Father, I just thank you for your goodness, your love, your peace that you have with us. We thank you, Lord God, that you'll just touch our hearts today, that give us words that will encourage us and strengthen us in times of trouble. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Guide my mouth and my heart to speak your words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, I just love the Word of God. I love reading about it, hearing about it, seeing all the wonderful things God can do in your lives. Don't you? I mean, when I first started reading the Bible, I go like, wow, what amazing stories we have here. Parting the Red Sea, David throwing a rock and killing Goliath. Yeah, this is great stuff. Manna in the desert, you know, God protecting him, a cloud by day, a fire by night. This is amazing, you know. Go into the fiery furnace and nothing gets uh, scorched. Daniel goes into the lion's den and the lions don't even eat him up. What, what kind of God do we serve? A good God, Amen. So we want to talk today about faith in troubled times. You know, we don't always live in peaceful times. Sometimes it's trouble. In fact, if you look at our history, we've got a lot of troubled times. Look at the Bible, there's a lot of troubled times, but God has always delivered his people in times of trouble when you call upon him. So that's what we're going to live, uh, learn about today. And, and today, if you look at the world, it is topsy-turvy, is upside down. It's not the way we used to have it. It's nothing standard anymore. Everything is loosey-goosey, you know. You can choose your gender, you can choose this and that. I'm going like... What? Things that were unheard of 10 years ago now are, are supposed to be natural, and even they um, uh, legislate it that you have to accept it. I'm going like, I, yeah, I don't have to accept that. That's not, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> so our economic future is unsettling. America is in debt of over $30 trillion right now. That's an increasing and, and ticking. In, in 2000, we only owed $9 trillion. Now we owe $30 trillion. But everybody's like, whatever. You know, we'll pay it off someday. 
<laughs> Our political views are polarizing. We have people thrown in jail. We have people killing each other. We have people uh, getting upset, families fighting against families. Internationally, there's unrest. There's threats of war and rumors of war. You know, if you, if you start listening to the news, you could get pretty upset about things. But if you just stay here <laughs> and live in peace with the Lord, you know that he takes care of everything and he will give you peace. In Philippians 4, 6 through 7, what it says, be anxious for nothing, for no thing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding will guard your minds, your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. He'll guard your heart and your mind. He'll give you peace in the midst of trials and tribulations. Amen? I hear stories of people that are going through some real troubled times, and all I can say is that you have to call on the Lord. And those things that are meant to hurt you will strengthen you because now you have to depend, depend on the Lord. Think about Joseph when he was in uh, prison uh, and when he was uh, taken away from his family for uh, 13 years, that's a long time to be just pulled away from your family. He had to call upon the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. In Isaiah 26.3, it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in you. How can you do that when the world is going crazy? How do you put your trust in the Lord? It's a spiritual thing. You have to tap into the spirit of the Lord where there's peace and joy and love and happiness. Amen. We have to put our trust in the Lord. Some trust in chariots. Some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. Praise God. So all throughout the Bible, we see God delivering his people in all occasions. Remember in uh, Egypt, uh, when God called his people out, let my people go, he said. And then there was 10 plagues, but all the plagues hit the Egyptians, but they didn't hit the Israelites. They were free from it. They were free from the hail, the frogs, the locusts. The darkness didn't affect them. And the cattle, their cattle was dying, and the Israelites' cattle was fine. So the Egyptians had to bury their cattle and watch the Israelites have freedom. There was darkness in, in Egypt, but there was light in the, where the children of Israel were. This is amazing. You would think they would open their eyes and go like, wait a minute, there's something going on here. <laughs> People should recognize you when you're doing successful things and and traveling through this life and having success and having favor with God like angel, uh, they should say, well, you know what? There's something special about you. There, there's a higher power working in your behalf. Amen? I can remember when we refinanced uh, my father's house, and we sold it, and we refinanced our house as well. And uh, we got a high price for my father's house. We got a low interest rate when we refinanced our house. And the real estate guy says, it just seems like all the stars were lined up in your favor. And I said, you know what? I know the God that arranges the stars for my favor. Amen. God can do wonderful things. Amen. And in times of trouble is when he really likes to shine. He really likes to show himself off. Amen. I like it when they got to the Red Sea. He, you know, they're all troubled and go, we're, we're going to die. We're gonna, you took us out here to die. He goes, watch this. Amen. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Are you in that situation? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, in John 16, verse 33, it says, In this world you will have tribulation. Not you may, not it's possible. You will have tribulation. Jesus is talking here. He said, But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. 
And if I've overcome it, if you put me into your situation, you will overcome it too. Amen? I always think that, you know, when I'm in a situation, I go, what would Jesus do? Jesus, can you help me get through this? And he always does. Amen? I, I, Charles was telling a story at the beach, and I finally got the whole picture of it, when he said when he was in law school, and he was having trouble with one of the tests, and I said, just pray that God will tell you which parts of the law, law uh, books that you need to study, and then ask the Lord to put those questions on the test. And that way, you know, you'll be really prepared. And he said, lo and behold, that's what happened. He got to the test, and all the questions that he was studying were right there. And he had it just, I did this for uh, uh, Tanya, uh, when she took her law exam, uh, her bar exam, and she was wondering, you know, how am I going to pass? She went to a school that didn't really prepare you that well. It was kind of like a minor school. And uh, so I said the same thing to her. And when she got the test, she looked at it, and she said, I felt like getting down on my knees and just thanking God. Oh, my. All the questions that I prepared for are right here. Amen. She said, I, I was just smiling as I was writing. Praise the Lord. So you might ask the question, what's the difference between tests Trials and tribulations. Anybody have an answer? No, that's why I'm prepared this. <laughs> They're all trouble. Amen. They're all, but the only difference is, is the duration, the length of time. So let's look at this. Test, it's a short period of time. You know, like, like Abraham was tested or proven by God when he was going to sacrifice his son. It was over, like real quick. Or when you go to the store and the cashier you know, doesn't charge you for something, and you start to walk out, there's a little test there. Do you tell them? Do you not tell them? What do I do? How do I do this? It's just a, short, it's a test, short period. Like when you, in an exam, when you go take a test, it's usually an hour long, right? It's just a test. Okay, then there's a trial. Now, that's a little longer, kind of like the OJ trial that took eight months to, to finalize, and it seems like it's forever. seems like it's never going to end. And, uh, but you have to just Go through it and know that at the end, God will be victorious. Job, you know how long Job was in his trial? Nine months. Seemed like forever, right? I mean, it was 40 chapters, but it was only nine months. And he was talking. When you're in a trial, you talk to God a lot. <laughs> God, why? How do I get out of this? What do I do? Help me, you know? You get a closeness to the Lord. And so when you get those closenesses and you get those victories, you bring them, to, bring them to other people and you show them and you share. Like, I've been around a long time, hallelujah, hard to believe I'm still alive, and <laughs> been through a lot of things, amen, been through a lot of troubles, oh, the troubles I've been through. <laughs> so I can, when somebody tells me a problem, I go, oh, yeah, the Lord will help you with that. Don't worry about that. That's an easy thing. That's, a, that's no problem. I've been through that. And, you know, in marriage and family and jobs, whatever it be, you know, God, God will show you how to get through it. Praise the Lord. So now tribulation, that's a long time. That's like a seven-year tribulation. Like, it's like, is this ever going to end? It seems like I've had this forever. You know, sometimes if you finance a car and you, you do a bad financing and it takes like six months or six years to pay it off, you go like, ah, oh, when's it ever going to end? But we have to keep trusting in God. And, you know, we are in the army of God. Did you know that? Amen. We're in the army of God. And, and in an army, what happens in an army? Is it, everything just goes smooth, everything peaceful? Calm? No. There's an enemy out there. 
They try to beat us up. They try to shoot at us. They try to kill us, the bomb us, the wound us. They do all these things. So how about in the army of the Lord and in, in our lives? Don't we have casualties? Well, let's look at this gentleman over here. He's going to come up, and we're going to see how uh, he's doing with life here. <laughs> All right. Come on over here, my friend. Ah, trials, <laughs> tribulations. You look like a mess. You're not going to believe it. I went out to the mailbox the other day, opened it up, got my electric bill, $550. Can you believe it? Just shot me right straight in the head. Oh, I bet. <laughs> What a, what, a, what a bullet wound that was. Yeah, uh, uh, what else has happened to you? Well, after that, I was so shocked. <laughs> I got in my car, I went down the street and got in a car accident, smashed my head up against the window and broke my arm. Can you believe that? Ouch. That must really hurt. Nah, how, I was, it, how are you standing up? Well, I'm... Uh, Barely, huh? I, I'm, I'm barely standing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through some, some trials and some tribulations, and, and I'm, I'm, I went back to the mailbox again on the way home after a broken arm and a banged up head, and guess what was in the mailbox? A letter from the IRS, and they want to audit me. Can you believe it? Can you believe that, Pastor Chuck? What a bomb that was. I'm a good guy. I, come on, come on. You, you got shot with an electric bill, you got wounded in a car accident, and then you had a bomb of the IRS upon you. you you're going through it, brother. But I'm faithful, Pastor Chuck. Okay, amen. Now that's it. Keep a stiff upper lip, soldier. Amen. Head up, shoulders back. Amen. Chest out. You know, when the tough, when the th things get tough, the tough get going, right? Amen. You, got, you have to pull yourself together and keep trusting the Lord and just go out. And, and you know what? You got to get straightened up because you have another song to do at the end of the service. So I need you to, to get your life straight and, and, and call upon the name of the Lord. Can you do that? I, I can. I, I really will. Okay. Praise the Lord. Anyway, give him a hand. Amen. Miraculously, my arm is feeling better. <laughs> All right. Praise God. I can't believe it. <laughs> that was our beloved banged up Ron. Amen. Hallelujah. So cool. All right. So now let's look at this. The, the tests and trials and tribulations. Jesus said we will have them. You don't even have to pray for them. They will come. And so he said it's uh, in Matthew 7. I don't have it up there. I'm going to read it to you. He said there's two types of people. People that uh, hear his words and do them. And there's people that hear them and don't do them. W which one are you? You're the ones that hear them and do them, right? All of them or just some of them or just the ones you like to do or the ones that are easy to do. No, you have to do all of them, right? Because what he said is, uh, whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat that house, and it did not fail because it was founded on a rock. But... 
Everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man. So we got a wise man and a foolish man who hears the word of God but does not do them. And when the rains and the storms came, his house fell, and it was devastating. So when things happen, things are going to happen to everybody. These storms happen to the wise man and to the foolish man. But when you're built on the rock, when you're built on the word of God and do the word of God day by day, year by year, when those things happen, you have a foundation and you have a confidence to say, the Lord is my help. He will deliver me. Amen? You're founded on the rock. Jesus is the rock of our salvation. But on sinking sand, that's where, you know, you're wishy-washy. I go to this church. I go to that church. Sometimes I read my Bible. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I pray. Sometimes I don't. Well, how, how are you going to be solid? How are you going to be stable and steadfast? Amen? So that's the, what we, we want to do. Now, does this, this story sound like a nursery rhyme that we had? Which one is that? The three little pigs, right? They built their house on straw. Another one built it on sticks. Another one built it on brick. And the wolf came and said, uh, come out, come out. And they are not, we're not coming out. He said, I'm going to blow your house down, right? And so the people that were lazy and didn't do the work, they, didn't, they got eaten up by the wolf. But the ones that built themselves on the rock, the Bible says labor to uh, enter into the rest of God. When you labor with the Lord, when you're separate and alone with him, studying and praying and believing in him, letting him impact your heart, when things go wrong, you can be calm and peaceful about it. Amen? <laughs> that was an exclamation point, okay? <laughs> My son says, Dad, how do you stay so calm in the midst of tragedy? I go, God is going to work it out for my good. I know he's going to work it out. Just hold fast, relax. I learned this when I was playing sports, when I was playing baseball, even in Little League. At 10 years old, I was at practice, and we were you know, practicing to get on the team, and they hit a long fly ball out to right field. I went and ran a long ways, backhanded it, caught it. Oh, the coaches were so happy. Oh, we got to have this guy. So guess what? The first game, they hit the same long fly ball out to right field. And I went back, and I went to catch it. And the ball was a new ball, so it was slippery. and just slipped out of my glove. Oh, my gosh. I was so disappointed. I was so, no, not disappointed. I was depressed. <laughs> a run scored, and I was moping around. Oh, I was so mad at myself. I came to the dugout, and oh, I was crying. I, I knew I should have caught that ball, right? And so for a couple of innings, I was just moping around on the bench. Finally, the coach says, you know what, just stay here. We can't have that kind of attitude out there. You know, you're, you're wearing on the people. So about the sixth or seventh inning, my friend, my good friend, hits a three-run home run to win the game. I wasn't happy. I was still depressed. <laughs> I was even more depressed. He, he won the game. I'm the goat because I dropped the ball. But I learned, okay, no matter what you're going through, no matter what happens, you just have to wait on the Lord, and he'll turn it around for your good. And, and even in baseball now, if you see your team's losing, you never know what's going to happen. They could turn it around. Something could spark, and something could happen. And that can happen in your own life, too. I learned it with my dad. My dad was a mechanic. He could fix anything anything, and I could break everything. I knew how to break windows and screen doors and lamps. I was, 
Dad, can you fix this? Oh, yeah, we can fix it. <laughs> you know, you have little cracks in the, the vase. Do you think Mom will figure that? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, but he could fix everything. So when everything, anything went wrong, I go, my God can fix it, or my dad can fix it. And I take it over to religiosity. When things go wrong, my Father in heaven can fix it. it it'll come. It, he'll make it work. Praise God for the good. So let's look at this um, in slide Psalms 112, a scripture talking about this. And I like this scripture so much. Oh, my gosh. Talk about want to be, uh, uh, is there verse 1? Is there a verse 1 up there? No? Okay, I'll have to read it to you. It says, the beginning of it is, Blessed is a man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. Woo! Do you delight greatly in his commandments? Honor the Lord with your substance. Oh, I love doing that. Honor your father and your mother. Oh, I love doing that. I love honoring my father and my mother. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I like doing everything they say. You know, my father had dementia for uh, a couple of years before he, he went on to be home with the Lord. And <clears throat> I, I never, I never was, had disdain for him. I never you know, got upset when he kept asking the same questions over and over again. I, I love my dad. I honored him because I, I delight greatly in the Lord, doing the things of the Lord, praise God. Kids nowadays, I don't know where they, where, where they were, how they were raised. <laughs> What's wrong with them? Slap them a little bit. You know? <laughs> oh, that's not biblical, I don't think. <laughs> Delight. <laughs> Charles was teaching, he said, you know, and most, most kids when they're raised up, they think their parents don't know anything and they, they don't have any wisdom. But as they grow up and they look and they go, oh, yeah, I guess they did. Uh, teach me right. So anyway, uh, so a man that greatly delights in the commandments of the Lord, surely he will never be shaken. What, what part of never don't you understand? Never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. What do you mean? He's not going to be afraid of situations. When the doctor gives you a bad report, I'm not afraid of that report. God can turn it around for my good. No matter, look at your bank account. You don't have any money. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I know a God that has a lot of money. He can give it to me. He, I'm not afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I am strong as a, as a, pillar, of, a, a pillar of stone. Amen? I am trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid. Are there any scaredy cats out there? Is there any people that are afraid? No. We have to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, the Bible says that Jesus is the anchor of our soul. Right? He's the anchor. He's the hope. I, I remember a story uh, where we were at this church. It was a big church. And this guy was having an anxiety attack. You ever had an anxiety attack? I never had one. But he was having one. So the pastor prayed for him. Nothing happened. So he called us other pastors out. He says, take him outside and see what you can do. So we took him outside. We were laying hands on him, and we were praying for him, and nothing was happening. He was still, you know, acting crazy. And so we, pastor, what do we do? Well, take him to the hospital. What can we do? Took him to the hospital. Put him on, they, they put him on a, a, a gurney thing in the room, and we were praying over him, and the doctors were looking at him, and we we're going like, I don't know. This is crazy. How, how can this be? You know, prayer's not working. And his mother came in. And he said, Junior, she said, Junior, what are you doing here? Put your clothes on and come on home. He got up, put his clothes on, and went home. I went to the counselor. I said, what happened? He said, 
He was lost in, you know, a troubled, you know, area. But when something familiar uh, anchored him, his mother's voice, he snapped out of it. So whatever you're going through, no matter what you're going through, Jesus is the anchor of our soul. He brings us back into reality and know that God can fix anything. So that's what we have to know. Jesus is the anchor of our soul. Now, I looked in the Bible and said, Lord, show me a situation in the Bible where somebody was going through some troubled times. And I'm going to relate to this story about, about King Jehoshaphat. Isn't that a funny name, Jehoshaphat? I mean, was he fat or what? King, lots of fat? I don't know. What. <laughs> There's fun in reading the Bible, you know what I mean? So what happened here, uh, don't show it yet. What happened here is there was a bunch of uh, nations that were coming against Jehoshaphat. Three nations and a bunch of other nations. And his aide came to him and said, King Jehoshaphat, there's a multitude out there coming to destroy your kingdom and take over you and, you know, kill you. What are you going to do about it? And he said, well, let's fast. Let's, let's get a whole, all the kingdoms, let's fast. He didn't say, let's get a big army. He didn't say, you know, we need to, you know, get some war machines or whatever. He said, no, let's fast and pray because we don't know what to do. Let's see that first thing. Fast. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. That's what you have to do when you have a tragedy come your way. Fast. You know, when you're fasting, you're in trouble, right? If you have to fast, you know you need God to work. And I've had that at times when there's not, you don't even feel like eating because you're in such a you know, uh, shock to your system. Oh, this is a tragedy coming. So they fasted and prayed. They said, we don't know what to do. There's no way we can beat this multitude. There's no way we can overcome this financial adversity. No way we can overcome this uh, adversity in our body. Fast and pray. Our eyes are upon you. And then the second thing you do is you pray. And here's what he prayed. He says, you are the God of heaven and rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. And your promise was that you would protect us in this land if we look to you and we call upon you, you would be with us in days of famine or when people came to persecute us. So you have to speak back what the word of God says to you and say, God, you gave me this church. God, you gave me this marriage. God, you gave me this job. God, you gave me this whatever child. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. <laughs> You have to give me wisdom on how to relate to them or overcome the situation. Praise God. Third thing you have to do, you have to believe. Believe in the Lord God and you will be established. Believe in his prophets and you will prosper. So the word of the Lord, you can be your own prophesier. Did you know that? You can read the word of God, take it to your heart, and you can just speak it over. You know, my children are, are great. Great is the peace of my child. And he's going to, you know, flow in the knowledge of the Lord. He's going to flourish. All these things. My husband is serving the Lord. All these things. My finances are increasing and growing to the glory of God. People are coming and giving me money from all areas. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, um, when we were believing God for finances at our other church, they used to say, uh, well, our, our summer months are our worst months. You know, people don't give during the summer. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, that, that can't be true. You know, God's economy is, is not seasonal. 
And so when I got to the, to the church, I said, we, we can't say that. We got to say our summer months are our best months. Because I learned from a minister who was on the radio, and he was saying that he was making that confession. Our summer months are our best months. But the other ministers that had radio programs, they, they started to fold and said, oh, you know, we, we were, gonna, we're not going to you know, have broadcasts during the summer. So the radio station came to him and said, do you want to get this at a discounted rate, 50% off? He said, yeah, sure. So he, got, he signed up these stations. and all, So when the money came in, it was over the amount that he was paying out for the radio station. So his summer months were his best months. How did that work out? I don't know, but God knows how to make it work out. Whatever situation you're facing, you have to believe that God is going to do it. How? We, we leave that up to him. Praise God. Believe in, your pro- believe in God and you will be established. Believe in his prophets and you will prosper. And the second thing is praise. He sent out praise, praise people to sing and praise the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. We talked about that, the beauty of his holiness. He didn't send the army out first. He sent Ron and the band out first. Go out there and sing. You know, I know they got, you know, swords and spears and all that stuff. Don't worry about it. Just keep singing. <laughs> I don't think so, Pastor. I don't think I want to go out there and do it. <laughs> Come on, go, 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 go. <laughs> and, and you have to have confidence when you go ahead of your circumstances and praise the Lord. We, we used to sing this song at the other church, don't wait for the battles over, shout now, right? When the children of Jericho walked around the walls of Jericho, they shouted and the walls came tumbling down. You got to shout at your problems, shout at your situations, and watch the walls come tumbling down. Amen? Amen. Let the peace of God just come upon you right now. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for your peace that passes all understanding, which guards our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. Praise the Lord. Amen.